from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. Tuesday here in Sin City. Teddy Covers at Teddy underscore Covers on Twitter. Joined, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Ralph Michaels, an American treasure at Cal Sports LV. Welcome to Wager Talk on the Sports Grid TV Network. Welcome to Zumo viewers on Channel 719. Welcome to those of you listening on the iHeartRadio Network and all of our podcast outlets. This is your Sports Central for betters. And let's get right into it, Ralph, because... There was one for the ages last night. A true doozy when it comes to point spread drama. Side, total, money line, everything comes down to the final possession and really the final flag of a night that saw plenty of them. The refs, well, the Lions not happy with the flags. Better's not happy with the flags. I tried to send a tweet as it was going on last night. They eviscerated me. I was just making a little joke. I'm like, well, what's the big deal? Lions lost. They still covered. I don't know why everyone's so upset. That was true point spread drama and absolute insanity at the sports books here in Vegas last night. Well, you know, for the second time, we've seen a running back now take a knee in a meaningful situation where that game would have gone over the total. For those that didn't watch, uh, a minute was on the clock. Green Bay was about to run out the clock. Detroit was going to let him score the touchdown to go up by eight. And the running back takes a knee. Green Bay then takes a knee and kicks the field goal. And that's not even talking about the two hands-to-the-face penalties. Neither one was hands-to-the-face. I don't know if the offensive lineman did a great job acting or his head always goes back like that. But it was clear through the replay why they made the call. The hand was right there under his under his shoulder pad, and the offensive lineman's head continues to jerk back like that. Uh, it could have been very good faking, or perhaps that's just the way he does it all the time. But uh, side and total both go down to the wire on that running back taking a knee. Sure, and of course, it's 22 to 20 at the time. Green Bay is down two. If they kick the field goal, they'll win the game by a point. If they're able to run out the clock, which prior to the penalty, they would not have been able to run out the clock and the Lions would have had another chance and or Green Bay would have uh, been in position where they're taking shots for the end zone as opposed to just settling for the three. And then once the penalty had been called and the Packers therefore had the ability to run out the clock, burst through the line, it looked like he was going in. That's the whole, that was the drama there is that, you know, the Lions defense parted like the Red Sea but Matt LaFleur had coached his team. Look, I had a Green Bay Packers ticket in my pocket. I thought I was going to get one that it's, you know, we're going to talk about the box score in a minute because <laughs> the box score says Green Bay dominated the game and turned the ball over. If you watched it, you know, that wasn't the case. Uh, but the bottom line is for just a minute, you're like, yes. And then you're like, no. And then you're like, oh, it was truly agonizing. And it was side and total coming down. He burst through the line. He's getting in. Oh, my God, he's not getting in. And now they're going to run out the clock, and now the game's going to stay under, and now the Lions are going to score, and that is that, which is basically how it went down. That was drama, Ralph. That was true points for drama. And as betters, look, the excitement is fun and fine and all that. We want right sides. Last night, there were no right sides in that game. Maybe Lions first half, the only right side out there. 
It was, and I am not a fan of running out the clock. Now, it's a completely different game in the NFL than in college. This was very similar to the Kentucky-Florida game where Kentucky was lining up and, and played for a field goal instead of trying to play for a touchdown. If I'm a head coach, you know, what I do is simply, after the running back does that, I don't want to put it on my my. Uh, kicker to win the game after Rodgers takes that first knee I would have faked the knee had the guy who's playing the safety behind him just go out pitch the ball to him score a touchdown and not put it on the kicker score a touchdown with 10 seconds to go if he doesn't get in you then kick the field goal sure that third down play there was a lot of talk about that that why did you know that why didn't they try for the TD on third but anytime you're trying to do anything there's a potential for a turnover in that situation. I'm assuming that's why LaFleur made that decision. Bottom line, Green Bay wins, takes over first place. Lions get the money, under gets the money. And look, I mean, you know, we talked about the penalties and the penalties again last night. We're bringing it up every day. It's a problem for the NFL. It's a growing problem for the NFL. You know, you have Hall of Famers, Barry Sanders tweeting. You have Mike Tirico, you know, the ESPN guys tweeting. This isn't going away for the NFL. There's an issue now with the ability with the league having so many cameras. You can see everything, but they can't fix everything when calls go bad. Packers, again, five first downs via penalty last night. Lions, they got the goose egg via penalty in that regard. They did. And the only issues I have with the penalties is that it didn't affect the play. The refs have become very good at seeing a fumble and letting the ball play out and they could bring it back. Again, those penalties had nothing to do. The the defensive end did not get a sack on the quarterback. He did not get a quarterback hurry. He did not attempt to, to, to change the way the ball was thrown. So in that case, if it doesn't reflect the game, I prefer the no call. Uh, that's un- unless I have a ticket on the other side, then I would change my mind. Yeah, exactly. We're all rooting for who we bet on. Uh, so let's do a little prop shop recap right here. Uh, Stafford, 257 and a half passing yards. He gets over the total. Rodgers, 255 and a half passing yards. He gets over. Stafford goes under touchdowns. He didn't throw any. Rodgers went over touchdowns. He threw a pair. Kerryon Johnson, under 70 and a half rushing yards. Aaron Jones, under 98 and a half rushing receiving yards. Marvin Jones, under 62 and a half receiving yards. Geronimo Allison got hurt. He went under 45 and a half receiving yards. Kenny Galladay didn't get in the end zone. Jimmy Graham didn't get in the end zone. No defensive or special teams touchdown under the longest touchdown of the game. The only thing that went over last night was the two quarterbacks in the made field goals prop, Ralph. Made field goals prop. Oh, that was cash by halftime. Well, what did we have? We had, what, five plays of 50 or more with receivers making great throws. So, it, you know, it looked like they were on pace to to all those wide receivers go over, but they 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 spread them around. They sure did. Real quick, just to talk about the Nats over St. Louis yesterday. Nats priced cheaply. Now they're only one win away. Elite starting pitching once again from Washington. When we come back here on Wager Talk, it's line movers time. Where's the money going? Why is it going that way? Oh, yeah. NCAA football recap, too. Stay tuned right here on Wager Talk. (laughs) 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Deep dive into the NFL. Talk about every game on the board and what really happened. Go past the final scores. Go past the box scores and try to give you a legitimate recap of every single game that happened in the NFL on Sunday. We can't do that in college. There's too many games. That being said, on Tuesdays, we like to use this segment to talk about a little recap of what happened in college football last Saturday. And of course, Ralph Michaels does a fantastic job giving us all kinds of charts and trends and things to look at. And, Ralph, let's start with our college football recap, talking about ah, Ralph's TNA. No, not that kind of TNA. Trends and angles. What do we got for college football trends and angles that our viewers and listeners need to be aware of? Teddy, we've talked about this, you know, throughout the year. Teams that get out gained by 120 or more yards and win the game. Well, those teams that are an away dog, they went 0-2 again this past week. Now 10-26 and 26 run. Uh, that was Middle Tennessee and Miami of Ohio. The team to fade in that situation is USF. One more college football trend. We'll be talking about this game in a few minutes. But teams that won or pulled an upset as a dog of a touchdown or more, so they were a dog of seven or more, they pull the upset, and then they go on a bye week. 
Coming off a bye, those teams have been very successful with that positive momentum. They've gone 37-17-1 against the spread. That team this week is the Stanford Cardinal. So Stanford over UCLA, a clear choice on these trends and angles. Stanford 37-17 and 17, uh, ATS system. And when it comes to South Florida, I don't think people are going to have a whole time. You know, South Florida got the win against BYU last week. But of course, they were outgained by more than 120 yards and one straight up. That a very negative subset, according to Ralph's database, 10 and 26 ATS for teams like South Florida this week. Last week, a huge week for big dogs on the money line, Ralph. We saw not one, two, three touchdown dogs winning straight up, plus UNLV winning straight up as two touchdown dogs, plus the likes of Louisville and Northern Illinois and Tennessee and Western Kentucky, Temple, South Florida, Purdue, Georgia State. No shortage of big upsets on the money line on Saturday. If you were playing some money line parlays, you might have done all right. I had a few of those upsets. I didn't have any of them in the right combination to hit a money line parlay. The important thing I want our viewers to take out of the upsets is this. When we get to November, we're going to talk about rivalries and how our power ratings, perhaps we have a point or two less for the favor because the dog is always motivated. Well, I'll tell you what, Bowling Green and Toledo, as big of rivalry as you're going to get, it's not well known. South Carolina, Georgia, a rivalry. We're going to start seeing these rivalries. So put that in your handicapping moving forward. These rivalry dogs are something to keep an eye on. Well, something else to keep an eye on is the point spread. We spend a lot of time each week breaking down games. That's what you watch us for. That's what you listen to us for. You want the game analysis. We try to talk about betting skills as much as we can because betting skills is such a key piece of the equation. But Ralph, week in, week out, especially in college football, you're seeing games land on or around the number. This last week, Florida LSU. No one should have lost a bet on Florida LSU. You're allowed to push. You're allowed to win. That's it. Uh, Mississippi, Missouri, same story. You're allowed to push. You're allowed to win. If you're losing these games by a half point, Old Dominion Marshall right around the number. Nevada, San Jose State uh, right around the number. You know, four games were legitimately, legitimately, Ralph, you're not supposed to be losing. You can push or win. Those are really bad for the books. Those are really good for betters. If you lost any of those games, any of those four games, Florida LSU, Mississippi, Missouri, Old Dominion Marshall, Nevada, San Jose State, it comes down to betting skills, not handicapping skills. Stay tuned for special offers right here on this show. You can get yourself some more outs and that will help. You stop losing games by a half point and start pushing or winning games by a half point. Let's talk about these games that finished very close to the number. Well, I want to tell a story that I had Nevada as my top play of the week. And while 99% of my customers won, I put it out on Monday, I actually pushed the game. So what we talk about is getting the best line shopping, knowing how to bet. Now, it's a little bit different when these first lines pop out Sunday morning. My power ratings say I'm going to like Nevada. I figure the line's going to move with me. And lo and behold, the line moves against me. So 
even when you're a seasoned veteran, there are going to be times. I mean, Teddy says it often, you know, you should always win this game and you never lose the game. I, again, a bad beat for me as I bet it as soon as it came out Sunday morning and the line went the opposite way. So even when you know what you're doing and you have the outs, there are situations that obviously occur. Absolutely. Look, and, and that's a really important point, Ralph. And there's two important points there. One is that you didn't lose your bet. You pushed. And there's a, again, every time you lose, you lose 11. Every time you win, you win 10. So avoiding a loss is better than creating a win. Flat out. You push. So there's no harm, no foul on that, even though you didn't get the best of the number. Second is that even the very best betters in the world, you and I are pretty good betters. We've been doing this a long time. I'm not calling myself the best better in the world. You're not calling yourself the best better in the world. Even the best better in the world doesn't get every line move right, doesn't get all of these to work in their favor. The goal is you got to try. <laughs> you know, you got to try. And if you're losing games like this, it's something to be aware of and to try to improve on. Let's break down some of the individual games themselves while we have a few minutes left here uh, in this segment. And we'll start with Texas, Oklahoma. That was a fun one. Tom Herman's 11 and 20 against the spread as a favorite at Texas as an underdog. He's now 14 and three against the number as Texas. I'm not going to say they came through the back door. They had the ball last. They scored. That was the way the end of that second half was going. Oklahoma had the ball previously and they scored. But Texas gets the money. Again, another, I, I, I may sound like a broken record, but another rivalry game where Oklahoma looked like they could have run away with the game early, but they're playing their rival. They didn't. Texas kept in the game, and we have another rival getting a touchdown or more covering the spread. Exactly. Well, this isn't a rivalry game. Rutgers isn't rivals with anyone uh, right now, but we have to talk about the Scarlet Knights. Uh, I mean, this team... Uh, you know, the, the quarterback's gone, the running back's gone, the coach is gone, the season's gone. Rutgers has a com- literally a complete no-show two weeks in a row. Didn't show up at home last week. How bad is this team? I've got them as the worst Power 5 school by far. Forget Vandy. Forget Kansas. Rutgers is the one who stinks the most. Well, I'm looking just as you said that, Teddy. Uh, I have Rutgers down 11 points since my opening power ratings. And I do have them uh, below Vanderbilt as well by by quite a bit. So I agree with you. Uh, they're closing in on that UMass, Akron, Connecticut triangle. Perhaps <laughs> UMass and Connecticut and Rutgers should just play a round robin and the team that loses two should just get out of the FBS. We want them in the FBS so we can bet against teams like that. We don't want them to go anywhere. Uh, let's talk a couple more. Louisville and Wake got to 121. Now that, Ralph Michaels, is a true shootout. That game was fun, and neither team had a chance to get a stop. Wake Forest, one of the fastest tempo teams there were. Louisville, a lot of huge plays. Uh, it was exciting. Louisville kept two scores up for most of that uh, fourth quarter, though. But uh, it was fun. I, I turned the TV for a few minutes to watch another game, turn it back, and boom, there's another 14 point scored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You didn't need to, you know, you, you just click, click, and click right back. There'll be another TD. That game was wild. Last but not least, let's talk USC. The Trojans came in through the back door, got the points, uh, got the point spread cover, I should say, uh, in South Bend against Notre Dame. Irish looked good. They did not get the money. 
And again, you're, you're getting double-digit points. You have a rivalry on the road. You have a quarterback that's going to throw the ball. You have a young system that's going to continue to get pushed. And Trojan backers got the money, like you said. When we come back, big game breakdowns. What do we got, playoff baseball? Stay tuned right here on Wager Talk. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Want to be the next daily fantasy millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus, lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. D-U-N-K. Visit dailyroto.com slash dunk to learn more. That's dailyroto.com slash dunk. Dailyroto.com, where millionaires are made. Playoff baseball first pitch in less than an hour, Ralph. Let's get into it. It's not a game I'm betting, though. Houston. Minus 150 now, total of seven and a half against the Yankees. Lots of money on the Bronx Bombers as home dogs today. This was as high as minus 170, even higher in some spots at the opener. So the money's coming for the Yanks, and you can understand why. In theory, Yankees as home dogs feels pretty attractive, and Yankees as big home dogs feels really attractive. Even with Severino 
not yet back at his previous ace level. But Garrett Cole is something else. Astros 15 and 0 in his last 15 starts, 26 and 3 in his last 29 starts, including went over the Yankees back in April. Although he did go 2 and 4 in, in the Astros in his first 6 tries. The Astros went 2 and 4 in his 6 tries. Since then, 26 and 3. Can you step in front of that or do you just bet Houston here? What's your take? Astros and Yankees in a game where the first pitch again is less than an hour from now. Putting that 15-0 and 0 in perspective, the average line with Garrett Cole on the mound in those 15 games, Teddy, was minus 319. So <laughs> I guess you could say there's value on betting Cole minus 150 on the road. But I agree with you. If I had to bet a side on this, I think getting the Yankees with Severino, listen, he's pitched four times since he's come back off off the injury list, and he's only allowed runs in one game. He allowed two runs against the Rangers, a 1.12 whip. I remember Severino against the Indians a couple years ago when he pitched again my hometown Cleveland Indians, and he just dominated, and he really wants to be out there, and he's complained about pooling, bringing in the bullpen early, and he wants to be the pitcher and the starter. Uh, if I had to sigh, if I had to make a play on this game, I think there's more value with the Yankees at that price. You're a pretty big betting bandwagon for Cole these days. Although I'm telling you, I watched Severino against the Twins last time out, and he's not back to his ace level yet. He may get there, but he's not there yet, at least not in his last start. The Washington Nationals go for the series sweep against the St. Louis Cardinals. Under money coming for Yankees Astros, total at 7.5. Over money coming for the Nats Cardinals. Washington minus 165. Patrick Corbin's been out of the bullpen and then back in the starting role, out of the bullpen and back in the starting role. The pressure's off the Nats. They've got this series locked up, right? Well, I remember saying that. I can still remember it. It was 2004. I was doing a Stardust line uh, at the old Stardust Racing Sportsbook here uh, in Las Vegas with Andy Isco, and the Yankees had just taken a 3-0 series lead over the Red Sox, and I went on air and said, this series is over. And, of course, Red Sox came back and won four in a row and then swept the World Series as well. This series, however, is over, isn't it? The Cards can't come back and win four in a row, can they? Can it start today? What do you think? Teddy, I tweeted out this exact situation, and my database goes back to 2004. So I can tell you exactly the situation you're talking about was October 17th, 2004. It was Orlando Hernandez against Derek Lowe. Hernandez was a 115 favorite in that game. Uh, when teams are at home and they have a 3-0 lead, my database, again, only goes back to 2004. It's happened five times. Those teams are 5-0. and Number six goes today. Uh, the Cardinals on the season, 20-16 and against lefties, an average line of minus 119. That means you're losing money betting on the Cardinals against lefties. I think it's over. I think it's over today. Let's see. It's St. Louis. And when you talk about a team that has not just a good, not just a great, a truly extraordinary track record in elimination in elimination games, look at the Cardinals. I know it's different players. I know it's different fran- you know, it's a different GM and different manager. Look what happened in the Atlanta series. 
That's a team you got to drive that stake into their heart. Um, if I had to play the two games today, I would rather have both dogs and both favorites. I would not be surprised at all to see at least one of the two dogs win. And if you bet both dogs and one of them wins, guess what? You had a profitable day betting baseball. Let's talk some college football right now. And we've seen a big line move on this one. Stanford was minus 10 last night. They're minus 7 this morning. Weeknight football on TV. West Coast action. Stanford minus 7, 52 and a half against UCLA. Both teams with quarterback situations that they're dealing with. But based on the line move alone, I got to think UCLA has got their QB healthy this week. Well, I, I liked Stanford going in. I did not read the injury report if something happened today with Costello or Mills, but who's Costello back? Costello just got, sorry, uh, uh, I apologize, Ralph. I don't mean to cut you off. Costello just got downrated to out. Uh, okay, so that was that was the, the reason for the line. Whereas, uh, okay. uh, I was thinking yeah, perhaps Thompson Robinson is still questionable. Okay, Sorry, so obviously they, they think he's worth three points. You look at Stanford. Stanford's played the number one most difficult schedule. So you can look at their stats and say, yeah, they're minus 41 yards per game, but there'd be a lot of teams that are minus 41 yards per game in that time. I, I still am not sure that I would want to back uh, UCLA. Stanford in the spot, off the bye, rested with the better head coach in this spot. Uh, you know, and... Am I excited about 445 yards Bruins put up at Arizona? No. Am I excited about the 492 yards they put up against Oregon State? Well, yeah, that was a much better performance, but that was because they rushed for 200-plus yards in both of those games. They're not going to rush against for 200 yards against Stanford. And then I think you're putting their quarterback in a pass situation, which – he was in a comfortable pass situation the last three weeks against poor rush defenses. He won't be in that comfortable pass situation this week against Stanford's run D. Yeah, uh, Davis Mills, the backup for Stanford, is also questionable still. They could have as many as three of their starting offensive linemen out this week. So the big move on UCLA is clearly injury-related. Although, I'll tell you what, you ain't gonna. I'm not putting my money on the Bruins. Not in this matchup. Stanford has owned this series to the tune of 11 straight wins, 10-1 and one against the spread. The last 11 tries against the Bruins has been a bad matchup for Chip Kelly's squad. Let's stick with the weeknight football theme. Pitt on the road at Syracuse. Panthers laying three and a half, total 51 and a half. The Orange defense played great last week at NC State. The only touchdown they gave up was on a trick play. And yet when all was said and done, they didn't win. They didn't cover. And even in a game where their defense held a decent offensive foe to 16 points, Tommy DeVito and the passing game just couldn't get the job done again for the Syracuse Orange. Now they're three-and-a-half-point home dogs against Kenny Pickett and the Pitt Panthers. Kenny Pickett's playing better. The best unit on the field is Pittsburgh's defense. The Panthers' D allowing 299 yards per game. They've had at least three sacks in all six games. They've had six sacks in three of those six games. We've seen Syracuse's O-line allow eight sacks to NC State, eight sacks to Clemson. I'm not saying Pitt's defense is Clemson, but I see a mismatch. Pitt's D against Syracuse's O-line. I like the Panthers. Yeah, and sacks, not an easy stat to track in college football. If you can find accurate sack info, because remember, college football counts sacks as rushing yards. 
<laughs> so it, uh, uh, as opposed to the NFL, which counts the sacks against the, uh, the net passing yards. So if you can find accurate sack info, that's great info to have. Have And who has accurate sack info? Ralph Michaels, our national treasure, has accurate sack info. Well done, uh, Ralph, for sharing. Uh, so I'm not stepping in front of Ohio State flat out. I'm not going to do it. They're still laying 28 on the road at Northwestern. Total only 49 and a half. And we know how good the Wildcats are as Big Ten dogs. I'm still not stepping in front of Ohio State. That team is a juggernaut. And I can't see how Northwestern gets in the end zone in this game. The only way Northwestern gets in the end zone is if Ohio State falls asleep. Ditto. You may say, I agree with everything you just said. You may say, oh, well, Ohio State has Wisconsin on deck. But then what do you do? You have a standalone Friday night game. The players are excited. You know you're on national TV. You know the country's watching. Ryan Day has this team motivated better than I think Urban Meyer had. Uh, you have the injury quarterback injury situation with Northwestern. I agree with you. I see maybe a fluke touchdown, 10 points tops for Northwestern. My power ratings are actually less than 28. Maybe I didn't downgrade Northwestern enough with the quarterback injuries, but there's only one way I'd play this game, and that's Ohio State. Or maybe didn't upgrade Ohio State. And Ohio State should be power rated right there with Alabama and Clemson right now. They have been that good uh, this season. Speaking of Alabama and Clemson, let's do Clemson real quick. Minus 24 and a half, total of 63 on the road at Louisville. Cardinal defense gave up 59 to Wake last week. They ain't going to stop Clemson, are they? That total looks low to me. I agree with you. The total looks low. I am very impressed with Louisville. You know, when I ranked the new head coaching hires, Louisville was on top of the list. I mean, I thought Satterfield could have gotten any job he wanted. I think Louisville will move the ball against Clemson. I think Clemson scores as well. Teddy, we agree on multiple things today on the over in this game. We'll have to fight on the NFL then. That'll come up next. Worth noting, Satterfield is now 17-5-1 against the number. His last 23 tries. He's been an excellent point spread coach for Louisville. NFL big game breakdowns coming up next. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. You can follow Ralph on Twitter at Cal Sports LV. You can follow Sports Grid on Twitter at Sports Grid. You'll get notified every time a new show goes on air. It's good stuff. It's definitely worth a follow at Sports Grid. And be sure to download that Sports Grid app. You can get all of this quality content available on demand on your device. Download the Sports Grid app. Follow Sports Grid. Follow us on Twitter as well. We're in the midst of a big game breakdown in the NFL, Ralph. Let's start with Thursday night football. The Kansas City Chiefs, minus three and a half. The three and a halfs are going away. The market is moving to three as we speak right now. If you like KC, you can lay minus three at multiple books here in Vegas and Jersey and Pennsylvania. That's where the market's moving. Total of 49. The wise guys hate Kansas City. They keep fading them. Now, Patrick Mahomes is banged up. It's a short week. They're going against a good defense. They probably won't have Sammy Watkins back. They've lost back-to-back games at home. The Chiefs' defense, in each of the last two weeks, they gave up 37 minutes time of possession uh, two weeks ago in the loss to Indy and gave up nearly 40 minutes time of possession to Houston. They can't get off the field. Denver ready to pull the upset here? Or even on the short week, is a Joe Flacco versus Patrick Mahomes matchup likely to be decided in Patrick Mahomes' favor. I won't be on this side, but I certainly see the reason there's a line move. Uh, The short week to Denver, you think, you know, with little rest and altitude, going back to to, to, to the year 2000 in the last 19 years, this is only the fifth time people have gone to Denver on a Thursday on a short week. Broncos three and one ATS, so a small sample size. Uh, but I look at Kansas City, and yeah, things just aren't right. Uh, Mahomes being banged up is one thing. Uh, the the rush attack is not there, not that it ever had to be, but it has to at least be there to keep the pressure off Mahomes, getting four sacks, getting sacked four times against Indy. We saw the Broncos get their fullback back and run the ball against the Chargers. And I can never take a team 
if they're last in the NFL, allowing 5.2 yards for carry per carry, I think it's the most telling stat in the NFL for me. And uh, when I have that team, it's either play against them or not play the game. And that's the position I'm in with this game. Teddy, uh, I do have a situation here that I want to bring up. The Arizona Cardinals were in a close game last week. They won by four or less. Both teams scored 33 or more points, and now they're on the road. Going back to 2010, when that situation has occurred, we've had 74% of those games go to the under, an 11-29 and 29 record. So we saw Arizona score a lot in a battle against the Atlanta Falcons. They are now crossing the country going to play the New York Giants. My trend says to take the under. What do you think about the New York Giants minus three and a total of 49? Yeah, I mean, the total's giving you plenty of wiggle room towards the under from a Giants team that scored, what, 10 points? Uh, they scored 10 in New England? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did, whatever it was. They didn't score much in New England. <laughs> I know that much, uh, that it wasn't one of you know Danny Dimes' better showings. But again, that was a short week on the road against an elite defense. This is extra prep time against a relatively fat and happy foe coming off back-to-back wins, traveling across country for an early start game. And Arizona's defense isn't any good. So... <laughs> Uh, I mean, the reason that Matt Ryan uh, and the Falcons had so much success and both teams got to 33 last week because the Falcons defense stinks and the Cardinals defense stinks. And, you know, both teams marching up and down the field to start to finish. Well, the Giants defense stinks, too. <laughs> so we have two bad defenses, two offenses that are capable, as we've seen, of throwing the football around, even though Diamond, Danny Dimes wasn't good last week. He's been able to do that. In his two previous starts, the game at Tampa certainly impressed me. His first start and the week after uh, with every bit is good. So this isn't one where I would be looking to ride that under trend. I wouldn't be surprised at all if both defenses get gashed again this week. Both teams' offense is better than their opposing defense, but you definitely want to check that Giants injury report because last week, part of the reason why the offense got shut down in New England was because their skill position talent what, like their, their top two running backs and top four pass catchers were all hurt. And I'm not convinced any of them are going to be back this week. So that's an injury report worth watching closely when it comes to the Giants' skill position talent. Teddy, just going back to that Giants, to answer the question for our viewers, the Giants scored 14 points. They scored a touchdown on that 50-plus yard play, and then they yeah, scored yeah. that defensive scoop and scrap. So the offense scored seven. The Giants scored 14. Uh, Houston going back-to-back games without allowing sacks, probably the biggest news in the NFL we've had in a long time. And all of a sudden, the Houston offense, Puts up a thousand yards in two games. See what happens if if they could keep Deshaun Watson clean. We have an early battle for the AFC South. Can the Texans at four and two pull away with the Colts chasing them at three and two? The Jags and Titans both sitting at two and four. India one point favored, a total of forty eight. So I don't make a lot of future bets. The future bets that I make, I'm looking for long shots. I took a shot on the Texans nine to one to win the AFC this week. Um, when you look at the AFC. It's Patriots and everybody else. The Chiefs are showing weakness. The Texans already beat Kansas City. And who else in the AFC are we afraid of? You know, Houston's really good. All right. That offensive line, now that we've had a chance for Tunsil to get comfortable, 
they've been controlling the flow. And when you're controlling the flow and you have a quarterback like Deshaun Watson and you have skill position talent like DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller, you can chuck two downfield and you have a defense that is capable of taking control of games. Houston's really good. And my powering numbers show it. Um, though spot-wise, it's clearly an indie spot. Texans coming off a huge win. Colts coming off a bye. Uh, so you put those factors together, you can understand why Indy is the short favorite here. But I do think the Texans are the better of these two teams. And I think when we're talking upside, you know, Jacoby Brissett is okay. And Jacoby Brissett will continue to be okay. He doesn't have upside. Sean Watson's got upside. Texans have upside. This is a team, again, for a future book standpoint, I'm interested in Houston as much as any team in the NFL right now from a pure value perspective. I think they're really good. The Detroit Lions, they, the tie at Arizona pretty much just dictated the way their entire season went. Three-point win, three-point loss, four-point loss, one-point loss. So, you know, one point has separated your entire season. You're now sitting two and two, coming off an emotional Green Bay game. Uh, what looked like you could have been tied for the lead. Now you may fall back very much where you have a very important game against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings on the flip side, we know Kirk Cousins can look like a, a Pro Bowl quarterback when the offensive line gives him time, when the team that he has is rushing the ball, and he can use play action. Will Minnesota Vikings be able to run on the Detroit Lions giving them play action pass abilities. The Lions, a one point home dog, a total of 45. The situation sets up nicely for Detroit. All right. They were robbed last night. Everyone knows they were robbed last night. And if they can get that out of their heads and focus on this game, which is something I'll be absolutely looking for out of the players' quotes this week, if I'm seeing there's dwelling on what happened and the refs and all of that from Monday Night Football, I won't be as interested. But from a, is this team primed to play a good game? And do they? And the, the Lions match up well with Minnesota. You asked, is Detroit's defense capable of shutting down uh, Dalvin Cook uh, and the Vikings on the ground? And the answer is yes. Will Minnesota have wide open receivers running all day in the secondary like they had last week against Philly? The answer there is no. Lions defense is real, and they showed it again last night. Uh, you know. Uh, Repeatedly in that game, and the yardage won't show it. The box score won't show it because the box score says, oh, it was all turnovers. Well, Lions forced those turnovers, and the Lions kept Green Bay out of the end zone again and again and again. The pass rush was there. The run defense is there. The pass defense is there. From a spot standpoint, I do like Detroit this week. And Cousins, again, if the running game's there, he's okay. Last week against Philly, the the Eagles secondary was so bad it didn't matter. That's not going to happen this week. I like Detroit. Uh, They are on my short list. But Lions are plus one dogs, and I'm not convinced that they're going to take a ton of money. So I haven't bet them yet. I would expect to have Detroit in my pocket before kickoff on Sunday. Heady with a little bonus line mover action there telling you if you you agree with him and like the Lions, he's waiting. He suggests you do the same. The Oakland Raiders, they're coming to Vegas next year. Uh, they look like after Kansas City and Minnesota manhandled them, it, it's going to be a long wait till the Las Vegas fans get a winning team. But back-to-back wins against Indianapolis and Chicago, and those were back-to-back wins 
that they they looked like the better team on the field. They weren't fluky wins. Were those the real Oakland Raiders as they now play another game away from home traveling to face the Green Bay Packers, who we've talked about enough today. Packers a six-point favorite, a total of 47. Yeah, I mean, this is supposed to be the nightmare travel scenario for Oakland. You know, they played week one and week two at home. Then road game, road game, London game, bye, road game, road game. <laughs> all up, all against playoff contenders and playoff contending teams. And they were supposed to go 0-5 during that stretch. Well, they lost the first one. They won the last two. Uh, and they've won them in John Gruden fashion. What is Gruden all about? He's all about the big uglies in the trenches. And when you see Oakland dominate Chicago at the line of scrimmage, the way the Raiders did in that London game, I don't care what your power rings are for the Raiders. You better change them. I changed mine. Um, I'm not surprised Oakland is is, uh, taking money this week because that was, remember, Prior to last year, the Raiders came into the season saying this offensive line is a truly elite unit, one of the best in the NFL, multiple pro bowlers, everyone signed long term, the chemistry is great, and it didn't work out that way last year for a variety of reasons. That offensive line's playing at a level right now that I will not bet against the Raiders as dog, and again, it's an early start game and they travel east and it's a tough bow on the road. There's also a pack team that has struggled to win by margin, a pack team coming off a huge Monday night football division win. Oakland or pass for this better. The LA Rams have lost three in a row. Is that bigger news than Deshaun Watson not getting sacked the last two games? And the Atlanta Falcons, you know, they were off three straight losses. They were going to Arizona. They were supposed to get that feel-good win. They had the lead. They now lost the lead. Are the Atlanta Falcons at one and five officially under your bus? Or can the LA Rams lose a fourth straight game? Rams, a three-point favorite, a total of 54. Can they lose a fourth straight game? Heck yeah, they can lose a fourth straight game. The Rams aren't the Rams right now. You know, last year was last year. This team is a 500-level team that is struggling to move the football with a quarterback that's going through growing pains a receiving core that's not getting open, an offensive line that's getting blown off the football, a defensive line that's getting blown off the football. There's nothing alike about the L.A. Rams right now. There really isn't this three-game losing streak. And again, all right, well, uh, it was a close game in Seattle. Oh, it was a close. What we saw with Goff looking hopeless, I mean, it was hopeless against the 49ers. That's like the fifth time I've seen that. He had that against the Bears. He had that in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Now, Atlanta's defense isn't there. <laughs> If you're taking the Falcons, it requires a leap of faith. But at least Atlanta's offense is working right now. That's something that we haven't seen from their opponent in recent weeks. When we come back here on Wager Talk, what is hedging? How do you hedge? What are the wise guys talking about? Ralph and I will break it down for you right here. Stay tuned for Betting 101. season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Here in the home stretch at Wager Talk. Uh, and we like to call this segment Betting 101. We talk about some of the concepts that, some of the definitions that'll help you. And I know there are lots of beginning bettors out there. There are lots of veteran bettors who already know what this stuff is. That's all right. A little refresher course doesn't hurt. Today, we're going to talk about hedging. What is hedging and how do we hedge? It usually comes with future bets when you're talking about bigger odds. We're not talking two to one. We're talking 20 to one. All right. And in the future book, you have a ticket on a team. Let's say you have the Nats to win the World Series at 50 to one. All right. When the Nats face an elimination game where you could lose your wager that day, you can bet something on the other team. And that way you can lock in a profit regardless of what happens, whether they win or whether they lose. If you have a live long shot in your pocket, When you make a hedge bet, you're expecting a profit either way. Now, how much to hedge? Well, when you have a bankroll preservation issue, right? You have a big portion of your bankroll in this future bet. Well, you probably want to hedge more. If it's a bankroll growth issue, hey, I want to hit this big score. So all of a sudden I got a lot more money to bet with. You probably want to hedge less. What are your thoughts when it comes to hedging, Ralph? What is hedging and how to hedge? Give me a minute on the topic. Teddy, I'm just going to give you one more scenario, an example that sometimes I hedge. Uh, I enjoy playing money line parlays, and if I have couple college basketball, win- a couple college basketball or a couple college football winners, and I have a nighttime game on something that's going to pay me twenty to one, I usually hedge a quarter of it just to guarantee some profit going in. So uh, that's my that's my quick take on it. And so, again, there are other situations where you can hedge. That's one that I do. I don't know if you do in that situation or not, Teddy. Yeah, there are times that I do most of the time with a with a one day bet 
I'm going to let it ride. Uh, that being said, the concept here where you're betting the other side from your original wager to lock in a profit so your risk is much less and you've locked in something for your bankroll, that's the basic concept for hedging. A lot of bettors do it. A lot of bettors don't. They want those big scores. If you want the biggest score, you won't hedge off of your potential long shot. That's going to wrap it up for Tuesday. Teddy and Ralph got to say bye-bye. We'll do it again tomorrow. Your Sports Center for Gamblers will be back in 23 hours right here on the Sports Grid. Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, so bad. 